Welcome to another All Business Podcast. This is Ted Schubel. Thank you for bringing us up on your phone or computer or wherever you're listening. This is where we talk with area business owners, the people that make the region work. When we come back, we're all business. The All Business Podcast is supported by Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Most folks who work here love living here, and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com makes it easy to post a job and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. We're at 1104 Sophia Street, Sophia Street Studios. Trista Chapman is here again. We did this a year ago, Trista, and you were you were so good, even though you were nervous at the time. We're back. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to have you here again. We're going to talk about uh, the, 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 the Sophia Street Pottery Throwdown that's going to that's come up in a month or so. But before we do that, let's just talk about kind of what, what, what you do here um, this is a pretty happening place. It's not only you, it's, it's a number of other people here too. It is. Um, I have three potters that rent space from me downstairs, what we call the basement, but it's not actually a basement. Um, and I, then I work upstairs here and I have a friend that kind of helps me organize my business and, um, helps me get my work ready because I've just started a new enterprise, uh, in the wholesale business. So um, I have a lot going on here. What, talk about that. What, do you do, what are you doing? I just did a wholesale show for the first time in February where uh, I went to Philadelphia and I set up my booth and predominantly, you know, well, I guess everybody that was there um, is there to uh, sell their wares um, to other businesses. So I had never tried that before. I've always just sold my work retail at shows, but I thought... This is another way um, for me to try to stay home a little more and sort of um, organize myself so that I'm, I'm just making work that's already sold and I take orders yeah. instead of not really knowing how much of anything I should make and traveling and having all the unknowns of a retail show on the road. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it and I took a fair number of orders and I'm hoping that those people will reorder and it can be a whole new sort of start to how I do my business. Boy, that is that is a change of, of yeah. how is is that are a lot of people starting to do that? Um, I'd say because of the economy and there is a there is a change sort of there's been a downturn in sales at retail shows that I've done for over 25 years because um, people are shopping more online so that has changed the business and most of the people I know that do what I do have decided to kind of do a lot of different ways, like do online sales like Etsy and, and uh, have a online shop and then also do retail shows and also do wholesale. It sort of seems to be the way to try to do it in all different ways instead of just one. Wow, that, that, that does keep you busy, but I guess this this this, this new way though, like, like you say, that uh, at least, you know, you're, you're, you're getting orders and, and doing right. it that way. It makes me feel a little more comfortable to know that thing. You already know that this, this amount of business is already bought and paid for, and you can just sit back, be in your studio and just make exactly what you need to make. And it, I feel a little more streamlined and a little more organized that way. And I'm enjoying it. I'll, you know, I'll see how I feel a year from now, but for now it's been a really nice change. You and I, and I guess you kind of represent a lot about, about potters. I mean, I, I notice 
I noticed just following you on Facebook, you're busy a lot of times on weekends, going yeah. to shows. Right. And some of them aren't that far away, but they're far enough that it, yeah. it takes up your weekend. It does. And um, there's a lot more to getting ready for the show than just being at the actual show. I mean, you have to make sure everything's taken care of at your home and your animals and pets and things like that. And I'm, I'm getting to a point where I've been doing this, like I said, for over 25 years. And you have to... It takes a lot of energy. You have to pack everything. It's like if you can think about what it takes to move. Like if you move from one house to another. I'm doing that on a monthly basis. Packing all this pottery up. Unloading it at a certain spot in a show. And then you pack it all up again. Bring it home. And then unpack it again. It's a, it's very much, it's a lot of physical work. And I'm getting tired. <laughs> all the while, while you're continuing to make things. Right, right. So I just thought... I've known people that have done wholesale on and off for the entire time that I've been doing retail. And I thought, you know, I, I always said no when people would ask me at shows, do you wholesale? I'd say no because I didn't want to cut my price maybe even in half. I, I put so much energy and so much work into my individual pieces that I never wanted to have to take such a cut of the price. But then I started thinking about the price of shows, the price of travel, of hotels, food, all the expenses. And if you weigh that out with the price um, of, of cutting your price, you know, sometimes it may not be much different or you might even be making more money doing wholesale if you think about it. And there are also risks being on the road. Like at a show, you could be in a storm. And a storm, the show might not even happen because people don't want to come if it's going to be a thunderstorm or there's a chance of a really bad, like at Boardwalk, really, really bad nor'easter coming. The whole show get, could get canceled on a given day. With wholesale, you know you're already, you're, your work is definite. You're going, you have that order, you're going to do it, and, you, and it's going to be shipped out, and that's the final word, so... I remember when we did this last year, it was, to me, it was one of, it probably wasn't funny to you, but it was to me when you talked about one of the things you worried about was, and one of the hardest things was, was when you got a big hunk of clay to get it upstairs to where you worked. And you you just thought, I'm getting older and this is harder to do. Is that still a challenge? It is still a challenge because I get my clay usually a ton at a time which is 2,000 pounds. If you think about that in boxes of, you know, lugging, it comes to the front door, they, they offload it off a truck, and it's sitting out front. Well, then it has to get upstairs. And 2,000 pounds, you know, that's a lot of clay. That's a lot of lugging and toting. And then once I do that, then I have these bags, and I have to I recycle my clay. I use a pug mill. I have to... Um, put it through this machine and it's it's a lot of actual physical labor which I've always liked that about mm-hmm. it but as a, I'm also thinking of how to make it easier as I get older <laughs> yes because I mean we're, we're up on the second level like right. you say and you know when you're talking tons that's yeah. a, that's a lot luckily it only happens like twice a year so I can kind of gear up for that but there's still a lot of physical work in between that with just even after it's made like I said I'll take 10 to 12 boxes of pottery to any given show. And if you think about a, like a typical tote of, of pottery, that's heavy. It's heavy work. And then I have a tent and I have weights. And, you know, it's just it's an arduous thing. But I'm making it sound negative. I actually really do still enjoy doing shows because for me it's a, it's a social outlet. I have a lot of friends that I only see at shows and we kind of have a social network that's out there and we can go out to dinner with each other and get caught up. And so I do still enjoy them. I just, I think the other goal with the wholesale business is maybe to do maybe half as many 
it would be nice if I didn't if I only did like six instead of twelve or thirteen a year. I guess too when you get out and you you talk to people and you see what you see what likes and you know you right. you kind of can judge what they're looking at. Yes, and you get a really good idea of what's sort of going on, what new things are are being done, and uh, it's fun to see what your friends have been up to. Like say over the winter when everybody's kind of hibernating and they're in their studio, yeah. that's when a lot of people come up with new ideas and new forms and um, ways to do things, and you can learn and um, just really get caught up. It's really nice. We're at Sophia Street Studios, 1104 Sophia Street. Trista Chapman is is here. I think I have learned from you, and really just either through talking to you or just seeing you kind of in your element, how much work goes into just every single piece that that uh, that you all do. Yeah, there is um, from from actually throwing the piece, which some people don't realize that's the term, but that's the wheel wheel throwing. Um, and then I also do slab building and I use molds. I do a, a few different ways that I, uh, techniques to make my work. But then you do all of that in a big round of work because I have big kilns and I, you don't just make a piece and then fire. You have to make a whole bunch of work all at once and then put it in the kiln and then bring it back upstairs again. And then you start the glazing process, which is where I am now. And the hand painting of a piece I have a bowl in front of me right now, and it'll take me a few hours to paint this bowl, and then I have to take it over to where my the finished glaze is. I coat it all in a glaze that makes it food safe and functional and makes it shiny, and then I take it back downstairs to where the kilns are, load these big kilns with all this work, and then fire it for about eight hours and wait for it to cool for about the same amount of time, unload the kiln, and then... Then I actually box it up, or I put it in my front shop, and then it's actually finished. So it's a process. It's a huge <laughs> process. Just looking at that and knowing the, all the steps that you just described, it, just just the time element, and uh, th- th- there's a lot to it. There really is. And there, there of course, is all, all different kinds of pottery and, and techniques and styles, but the type, the type that I have chosen, hand painting, it really makes it so that each piece is like a, a piece of hand-painted artwork. There's, there's like a, a painting on each piece. So that's where most of my time is in my, in my process, is the painting. Well, I have learned that I think you, you're known just for, for colorful pieces. Yours are just, and I have a couple at home that are just huge favorites. And I thank you very much for that. <laughs> and that is important, too. That, that, that whole thing... Um, that I, I didn't really realize is that it, it's if, if you like something it's it's important to support mm-hmm. support the the potters that you like yeah. because that that keeps you going we count on that and i i have a number of people in this town where i will say sometimes it's actually almost embarrassing <laughs> when i go to their house i walk in and there's just my work is everywhere. A couple of really good friends of mine have, I feel like they've single-handedly supported me in this town. It's very flattering, and I appreciate it a lot. Well, there's, there's a, there's a, like, like you said, there's a lot of work to it, and over the years, you've, just, you've acquired a talent for that. Well, thank you for saying that. And uh, I do think that it's been great for me to have sort of a trademark look that um, people see something and they don't even see the bottom to see my name. They can look at it and say, oh, that's Trista. So what, what, how, how do you how do you sign all your work? I sign it actually Trista. I actually do 
usually I just um, put it in the clay when the clay is wet mm -hmm. so you, so it doesn't stand out so much. I used to do it in black so it was like you could really see my name in underglaze. But now I just kind of um, scribble it into the clay when it's wet. So it's there, but sometimes people say, I can't tell what that says. <laughs> Trista, how did you get involved in this? How did, when did this all start for you? Well, it really started when I was eight. I was really a little girl on Long Island, and my dad started a school, and there was a woman there that was one of the mothers of one of the other students, and I followed her around. She was a potter. And I just fell in love with clay right then at eight years old. And I, I tried different things. I did a little bit of it in high school, in junior high school and high school. And um, I just always would, was drawn to clay. And then um, I went to art school for a while at VCU. And I was in fashion illustration and a complete other direction. And then I didn't finish um, art school, but I um, started taking classes at the hand workshop craft and design school in Richmond and that's really where I got um, a big heavy push to get into it again because I got a job working for two potters in Richmond as a part-time job and then I just fell in love with this particular style of doing work with the underglazes and the bright colorful um, work that I do now so um, those two potters really helped me get going and I did my first show in 1995 that was Arts in the Park in Richmond and I'm about to participate that again in two weeks. It'll be my 26th year. Wow. So, yeah, and the rest is history. <laughs> would, would you ever, because I, I, I just look at the setup you have and all the colors and the paints and the, the, the pottery stuff. Can you, could you ever imagine that, that, you, that uh, it would have taken off like it has? Never, ever would have. I used to work with those two potters, and I would go and help them and see them at the shows that they did, and I remember standing there looking at them at a show thinking, I could never do that because it just seemed too scary to, to put yourself out there like that and hope that people liked your work, and I just I didn't have confidence to do that. And one of the potters, um, he just pushed me, pushed me and literally fired me in a nice way from working for him because he said he he knew I would never get up the courage to yeah. do a show if he didn't just push me out of the nest basically and say you're go try it and he paid my first booth fee at Arts in the Park helped me get a setup a, a booth display going and because that's a whole nother part of what you have to do you have to be a businesswoman as well as an artist to um, you know make it in this business you need a lot of different you wear a lot of different hats um, but anyway, he helped me get to that first show, and I sold every single piece I had. It, of course, everything was very inexpensive because I didn't have any thought that people were going to really want it. So, um, but I had not one piece left by the end of Sunday. So that, that was my first um, foray into that. And I went that next Monday and gave notice at my full-time job, which was retail management at the time. And I was very happy to let go of that job. And I've been doing this full time ever since. It's, I think it's a, another example of following your passion, you know, following your dreams mm -hmm. and just having some faith in yourself and, um, and a little bit of courage. <laughs> yeah, because you do. I mean, you talk about putting yourself out there. Yes. And it's not an easy way to make a living. I can tell you that. And you're not going to get rich, but I'm happy. And that's the main thing. It's a huge, it's a, it's a huge thing. Yeah. Trista Chapman here we're at uh, Sophia Street Studios, 1104 Sophia Street in, uh, in downtown Fredericksburg. For the third year coming up on June 8th, you've got a great, um, this is 
three years in now, I mean, I, I think that uh, the, the the pottery throwdown is it's it's become a thing in Fredericksburg, and you, I know you hoped it would be. It really was a hope of mine. It's something I had thought about doing for a number of years, probably about ten. And uh, Dan Finnegan really helped me. Um, just he kind of talking about pushed me. <laughs> he pushed me out of the nest too. He just said, let's stop talking about it. Let's just do it. And that was three years ago in January. He just really said, you know what? We shouldn't wait another year. Let's just do it this year. We'll just do the best we can. We'll see what we need to get done. We'll, I'll help you. And um, we had our first show and it was successful. We've added a couple of people each year. And um, I'm really excited about it this year. We're, we're going to have the um, booth out front that Liberty Town sponsors where people can come and um, get their hands in the clay and kids can try the wheel and, and adults. It's for, for anyone. And that was really successful last year. There were lines waiting to get for people to get their hands on the clay. And then there were 20 artists out there with their booths um, displaying their work, and everybody was very happy and most... I think everyone that did it last year said, I'd definitely come back and do it again. We were, we were all very encouraged by the enthusiasm of the people that came. Last year was my first year to see it. And I was just, there, there, was, a, there was, a, was a lot of just quality stuff yes. is what I, I was amazed. And it's right here, right on Sophia Street. That's right. And we're going to have live music again with some local musicians. And um, it's just a great, great fun day to expose yourself to a lot of different types of pottery. And there's even sculpture there. And um, a lot of people are local, but we also make sure that we bring some artists from Richmond and from Maryland. And we have you know, a few different um, potters that people around here would have never probably seen unless you've been to some of the art shows outside of this area. Well, I remember when, when we first talked about the, the first year when, and, uh, and, and you talked about just how much talent there was in this in this area and there boy there really is there are so many potters and artists but definitely pottery has really grown in this area and i think liberty town has really helped that happen because they give classes and um they've exposed a lot of people in this area to how much fun it can be to make something with your hands well and i guess you know this is something you just think especially for parents who want their kids not to get so tied into small screens yes this is this is the kind of thing you can come and, and, and actually see and see if they're interested yes it's really a great great way to expose them to art and um give them an activity that gets them out of the house and yeah. <laughs> stop looking at the internet or if you're just somebody who's looking to add some pieces at home That's it's right. it's a great i mean it's it's really it's it's a, i think what you envision it's for everyone it is and there's going to be no matter who you are and what style of um, art you like, there would be something for you at this show. I, I, we've, we've focused on trying to have a really good variety, and I think we really do accomplish that. It's June 8th, 10 to 5. That's right. And the, you, 1100 the, block of Sophia Street. The whole street will be blocked off. So. You And you were telling me you're pretty sure the weather will be good that day. Well, yes. I did something last year that a friend advised me. Um, it's kind of an old wives' tale, but boy, did it work. We had a bad weather prediction for last year, and I was really worried. But a friend of mine told me to bury a bottle of bourbon upside down in the ground one month to the day of the event. I did that, and 
we had a great day. We, we, it was supposed to rain. It was supposed to be a bad storm. None of that happened. And within 10 minutes of digging the bottle up after the whole show was over, it rained. So I believe in it, and I'll be doing that again this year. You're right. What a, what a great story, though. It's wonderful, and apparently a lot of people do that for weddings. Wedding planners do that when they need to have good weather for just a one-day affair. Yeah. I'm just so glad my friend told me about that. I, I'm a believer. Hey, so Trista, how, how can someone find your work? Because I know it's, 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 it's available on the internet, and you've also got things right here at Sophia Street Studios. But if someone wants to look at what you do and, uh, and check it out. I have a website. Um, it's www.sophiastreetstudios.com. So just look me up, and I'd love to have people come see me at the shop. I'm, I'm open every day, Wednesday through Saturday from 10 to 6 and if anybody ever wanted to they could call and make an appointment because I'm I'm usually in here working even if the door is not open so I love to have people come and check it out a day of work for you what how, how long are you here working on things typically, generally a typical day for me I would say is about 9 till 10 at night with maybe an hour of a break during the day dinner or lunch and combined i i work hard i do but um i'm lucky that it's work that i love i was gonna say you love it and that's, that's that right. that's a great thing that's i'm a very lucky person even though people tell me i work too much but at least it's i'm doing what i love well trista thank you this is always fun and again it's uh, it's june 8th for the sophia street pottery throwdown 10 to 5 1100 block of sophia street thank you so much i hope to see everybody there If you like listening to this podcast, please link, comment, and subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. You can also find us on Channel B online at b1015.com, keyword podcasts. If you want to talk about your business, I'd like to hear from you. You can contact me, ted at wfvaradio.com, ted at wfvaradio.com. We would like to highlight your business. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ted Schubel. We'll see you next time when we become all business. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.